Ah, yes, it is Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. And um, Stephen, man, it's so fun to, uh, to to be back with you, hear your voice, and... Uh, Man, it, it's um, it's been a while. We've been we've been separated. People didn't like it. They've been out there reaching out, sending all sorts of uh, messages. Stephen, good to be back with you, sir. As uh, as uh, we uh, we get rolling today, and Stephen, this is a very exciting day because we're coming to you from the old Chicago Pizza and Tap Room, and out here in the Central Texas Marketplace, right there at. Um, I took that 330B exit and then pulled right into it off I-35. And, Stephen, you're a man who likes your appetizers. You've never hidden that. (laughs) Um, I would tell you that um, the Sicilian pepperoni rolls, uh, that's a big player out here today. The Sicilian pepperoni rolls. And I heard you and John earlier mentioning this – free pizza for life situation so i've got i've kind of got the details on that you all you have to do is come out here and take a selfie and then kind of do the twitter thing at old chicago or do the hashtag uh old chicago waco okay that's the hashtag and then you're eligible for a pizza for life now what does that actually mean pizza for life i mean is that every day of your life will you be out here getting pizza uh, Stephen, I, the way I understand it, it is for the next 20 years of your life, that would be a free pizza a month. I think that's I think that's pretty generous. Now I think there are people who would try to get one like weekly. Okay, we can't we can't go that crazy, but a free pizza for month for 20 years, I, I like the deal. I like the deal. So Stephen, you know I I'm, I, I like to get into the details, and so. Um, you know, I, I, it's a great place. It's a great atmosphere. In fact, I'm, uh, you know, this broken neck does not allow me. Ooh, I got bad news for people. We've been following uh, college baseball very closely. I've jumped on the Dallas Baptist bandwagon. In fact, Stephen, I hope, I hope the great Rodrigo is not mad at me. I did talk to him briefly today via text, and I think we're still on firm ground. He's recruiting, man. He is out hitting the recruiting road uh, in Houston. And uh, so I think I think we're okay. I just wondered because I've really jumped on this Dallas Baptist thing. Dallas Baptist was in a two-one, I mean nip and tuck all the way. And then Stephen, who is the college baseball expert, along with touchdown Tom Barfield, um, Stephen the the Virginia Cavaliers. I mean, it's a grand slam that has put them ahead five-two. I would never count out the DBU kids because they. They fight to the final out, but all the air in my cells uh, have uh, have gone out because I the, these the Baptist. This was a one team that sort of brought the moderates and the fundamentalist Baptists together. This Dallas Baptist team, and uh, they're going to have another shot at this thing. But it is five-two. Um, Stephen, that appears to be end of eight. Boy, these are beautiful TVs out here at the old Chicago. Man, old Chicago pizza and tap room. And I'm told, um, boy, general manager was just telling me, Stephen, they're going to let me have a go at this new Detroit-style pizza. All right? Now, I'm headed to Chicago. What's funny is I'm headed to Chicago tomorrow.
going on a little trip. And I'll be in Chicago, so I'll be trying that. But today I get to start out with some old Chicago pizza in Tap Room, and they're preparing as we speak some pepperoni. What, let me see if I can figure out which one they're going to bring out. I think it's the, I think they're going to do the, um, Stephen, the double decaroni. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to package, I'm going to put some of that up, and I'm going to bring it to you in the studio um, after I'm done here. Does that sound fair? Uh, I mean, I, I think that'll be fair, won't it? That sounds great. First of all, good to talk to you. Secondly, I thought just a bunch of people were at your house, <laughs> but I'm glad that you're, I'm glad that you're out there. <laughs> At old Chicago. Uh, yeah. p- pizza sounds great. And, yes, unfortunately, you know, DBU, it's 2-1. There's two guys on. They bring in Peyton Sherlin, who is their guy. I mean, he's their closer. Uh, yeah. And he yeah. he, yeah. Pl- he plunks somebody. And then Kyle Teal, who is the only player in, in the Who's lineup, the Virginia lineup that's hitting over 300, uh, he gets a hanging breaking ball, and he drives it. I, I, ho- I thought when he made contact, he might have got under it a little bit. But he just muscled it out there just enough to get it over the fence. So, 5-2 Virginia, DBU's got their last at bat coming up, and we know they've made comebacks against uh, TCU, Oregon State, um, but this is this is an uphill battle for them down three with three outs to go. Um, it, it's, it's just tough, no matter how good you are in the pen, it's tough to get those last few outs when you're trying to, uh, you know, get to Omaha and keep your season alive. Yeah, I think so, and uh... – I, I, Virginia seems to be incredible at these elimination games. In fact, they're 5-0 and in elimination games uh, in their history. I guess that's counting the regionals and super regionals. And, I, I boy, Dallas Baptist, this is they, – they, one year they made it to the Supers. I think that was 2011. To win that first game, there's some stat I was seeing, Stephen, that when you win that first game, it jumps up there to about – like 70 or 80 percent that you're gonna that you're gonna get it done, and so Christian Bowler is coming up the plate. It's been really good for them, and we shall see if they can get it together. A lot of folks having a good time out here, Stephen, at the uh, Old Chicago Pizza and Tap Room, and uh, this is um, this is a really cool atmosphere. Um, folks are just kind of running in here from everywhere, and uh, Stephen, I'm told that, um, and you and I, you know, obviously we're we're Baptist kids, um, but uh, they did want me to mention that there are five different uh, Waco local beers on tap, and that Waco L. Steve, you've heard of that? Good. That's a good local brewery. Um, they're featuring some of their work. Okay. So, Stephen, what I what I told them is what I what I think is a good idea. I said I said I do better talking about openings when I'm able to kind of sample the product. <laughs> and um, and so that that's that's kind of what we've decided to do here. And, uh, man, I ran into Q out here of all people. I just kind of I don't even know what he's doing. I just, I just, he walked over and said hello real quick, and then I had to jump on the air. So who in the world knows what Q's up to? But I saw him kind of walking around here in old Chicago pizza and tap room. I was trying to think about it. Doesn't he do a thing called, like, Thirsty Thursdays or something? I wonder if – I'd like to meet that guy, whoever that guy always talks about. That's part of his uh, Thirsty Thursday. But I want to – I just want to th- I want to say hi to all our people and just thank you for your loyalty and dedication. And, um, boy, Stephen and I have – we just love being with you. And, 
and we like being together. And so we're always trying to, sometimes we have to be apart for whatever reason, but a lot of you have demanded Mosley and Simcox to, uh, to, to rejoin, and we're happy to uh, have done that. And um, I would say, uh, Stephen, this is going to be, we'll have a lot of fun, and, and I, I, I just, this, this, this place, God, you got to get out here. This is a great opportunity. Old Chicago pizza and tap room, and I would keep the, I would keep these pepperoni. What did I tell you, Stephen? This is something you like a good app. These, um, these Sicilian pepperoni rolls. All right, and then you can come out here, and we'll tell you how to register for the free pizza for life. And you'll kind of enter this contest, and we'll pick somebody who's uh, who's done that. But. Stephen, the hottest thing on the market right now is Detroit-style pizza. Do you understand? Like, are you able to, are you able to tell me like what Detroit-style pizza is? Do you understand the concept? I don't think I do. Is that? I mean, I know Chicago's deep dish. Is that kind of that uh, vibe, or are we talking about a different situation here? Fluffy, made-from-scratch dough, signature sauce loaded with toppings is smothered from edge to edge with wisconsin brick cheese so we serve only corner pieces with each pie what i would say Stephen, is if you love like the bread like almost like i used to eat french bread pizzas this is like a toasted situation it is thick there is great cheese there's great butter involved and and this is a thick experience and and i would say that like barfield and i both seem like guys who could know our way a little bit around uh, pizza. Now, Stephen, step into the newsroom real quick. I mean, I, you know, it's uh, it's really a cool thing. I, I mean, this is I, the, the news today, though. The news coming out. Deliver the news for us a little bit. Uh, we we kind of we're hearing rumblings of this, but on on the uh, on the high school football front. I mean, Stephen, I don't know if we need to hit the breaking news sounder, but I would say, I would say this is pretty, pretty huge news uh, in uh, in 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 Waco and in Central Texas because it involves, well, it involves two really strong programs. Go ahead and go ahead and catch us up. Sure thing, Matt. So um, Shane Anderson, who has been the coach at Conley for a number of years and has done a really good job, uh, the Cadets have been in the playoffs consistently. He is uh, taking the job at Midway. Um, Jeff Hume is leaving for Mansfield Legacy. He took that job about a week ago. And now Shane Anderson is uh, going from Conley to Midway. Shane was the defensive coordinator um, at Midway under Terry Gamble, who was uh, the coach before Jeff Hume. Did a nice job before he moved on to Conley to take the head coaching job. And now he's back as as the head man. So congrats to him. Yeah, I mean, really, they've had some incredible runs. This is not a job for the faint of heart. Stephen, this is a job that, that um, uh, basically Coach Hume got an opportunity. Um, I, I would say, you know, I, I'm not even trying to be hyperbolic with this. This is the toughest district in the, in the, in the state of Texas. This is one of the toughest districts in the country. And, and with the depth and with Duncanville and DeSoto and, uh, boy, Tom's back over here. 
Tom, uh, the excitement, you've missed this, the uh, old Chicago pizza and tap room. There, I've, I've ordered this up a couple of Detroit-style I, I, I heard that. I, I yeah. heard that on, yeah. on, on my commute back from the office over here. Yeah. yeah, That's pretty exciting stuff. And you also, did I hear you say, did I hear you say that you felt like we needed to sample other things within, within old Chicago pizza and tap room? Did yeah. I hear you say something about the taproom portion of Old Chicago? I mean, did I hear that, or, or was I just dreaming? No, the, the, you heard it correctly. Yeah. And the Sicilian pepperoni rolls have come highly recommended. And then this, I've, I've been trying to let people know about this um, opportunity for free pizza for life. You know, I it's like one of those things I'd love to win, but once I won it, I, I, I don't know. I don't. That's not really what I need, but it would be pretty exciting. And uh, that's that's a long, I mean, I, from what I can gather, I've kind of gotten into the weeds of how all, what all this means. I think this is at least like a 20-year type contract yeah. of free pizzas every month. And, um, and all you have to do is come out here, take a selfie with your pizza, maybe take a selfie with us if you want to at ESPN Central Texas. And, um, and, and then there's some hashtags and stuff. And, and once you come out here, we'll explain that to you. Uh, hashtag is Old Chicago Waco. Okay, hashtag Old Chicago Waco. Now you're not on Twitter as much as I am, Tom. I I I'm, I, I I'm, just I, read. I'm, I'm not a. I know you're a lurker. I'm not a contributor. You like to work. Okay, at Old Chicago is is kind of the um, is what we're looking at. I think on the Twitter side of things. So right. this is a social media driven contest, and um, and, and, and you is, got until Sunday night. Okay, it's going to go through Sunday. Today yeah. is Monday. Yeah. I'm I'm a little sad. Oh, is is it? Oh, is it over? Oh man, they're just yep, showing it's it. Over. No, no, no. They're showing nope. what happened. This was in the seventh inning, and Virginia's, uh, as Stephen has said, one of their only really big time hitters. Uh, it's a final. It is a final in Columbia, South Carolina. Virginia has beaten the Patriots of Dallas Baptist five to two, and it came on the strength of a grand slam. And I think Stephen and Tom will both tell you I. I bandwagon this DBU team like crazy. Tom, you've got ties to this program, mm-hmm. and so we've been, you know, visiting with a lot of the people. I see the names that I've gotten to know. Gaither, Gaither came in the other night. Sherlin's been a good pitcher, but sadly, I think it was Sherlin they put in there. And, oh, he puts out fires usually. He's a good lefty, and the guy just took them deep. Uh, and right now, the DBU team meeting and just trying to talk themselves through this. this is a, so this there's is a one, one spot left. There's one spot left, and that's either going to be the Irish or the Bulldogs of Mississippi State. Mississippi State and Notre Dame yeah. tonight for that for that eighth and final spot in uh, in the College World Series in Omaha. So it's uh, it's exciting stuff. Yeah, I'm very I'm very excited, and uh, uh, you know I, I'm I'm mad about the DBU thing, but I, I you know that Starkville scene looks like someplace I need to go sometime. I'm not a fan of the cowbell, but the Starkville the the now the Tennessee has a great scene. Yeah, Arkansas obviously does. Hate to bring that up to you, buddy, but that's Thanks, probably Pre- appreciate it. That's probably one of the bigger you know anything can happen in three game series, but when you beat a team 21-2. You think they're going to be demoralized, and that NC State team just said, "You know what? We're we we didn't come here hat in hand to win it." In that, that's one of the biggest shockers to me in 
in in super regional history. I agree. I totally agree. But when the, you know, there's a lot of conversation. Stephen, you can chime in on this too because you've seen it. There's a lot of conversation about the uh, the usage of the closer as a starter yesterday. They didn't have anything to do with the game. When the top of the order can't hit, so you don't score runs. You're not going to win the ball game. He pitched fine. He pitched well enough to win. They just didn't win because they didn't score. Yeah, no, I, I agree yeah. with that. I will say yeah. this, though. Like, Kevin Copps is amazing. I mean, like, player of the year in the SEC had a .93 mm-hmm. ERA. But, like, I just my, – my beef was why are you using him – like you're James Madison in the Women's College World Series. Like, why is your why are all your hopes and dreams on the arm of this one guy? You're the one seed in the country. You didn't lose a series all year long. You went 16 and 0 over the weekends, and and you're just throwing cops like he's your only arm. And he was fantastic. The bottom line was they didn't score enough. I just hated it for him that he gives up a bomb to Torres in the top of the ninth, and that's your career. And I get it. Like he was great. Uh, I just I didn't love that. He, had to, he threw 185 pitches in the regional. He threw 118 yesterday after he threw 20 on Saturday. Uh, I, I just I, I thought there had to be other options you could have go to to maybe extend that game a little bit longer yesterday. No, I agree. Yeah, I, I, it's, and we'll get back into it. We've got a big interview coming up, and Tim Cato and Sam Amick wrote a story in The Athletic that has everybody across the country talking right now. Uh, another weird story with the Dallas Mavericks, uh, and, and we need to get into it. Tim Cato joins us next. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Michael Point. Partly cloudy and humid tonight. An isolated shower possible early this evening with all the humidity. Low temperatures fall to 74 degrees. It'll be mostly sunny, hot and humid tomorrow. 97 for the high with a heat index of 102. And sunshine and Humidity continues on Wednesday with a high of 95. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Recently on the John Moore Show. It's One Chicago on a Wednesday. Uh, it's on NBC. Uh, you've heard me talk about it before, maybe maybe more than you'd like to hear me talk about it. So the, the line exactly is, it's like when we were watching Baylor win the national championship. Ha ha, I know. Well done by Derek Haas. We appreciate that. A mention of Baylor winning the national championship on Chicago Fire last night. Tune in to the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. here on ESPN Central Texas. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. So 
Summer is here and so is home improvement season. It's time to get those windows replaced. Call Universal Windows Direct to Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralite, a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. And they offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct to Central Texas for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com That's UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com Or call 254-301-7760 And be sure to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows They've got that brand new home effect Universal Windows Direct ESPN Radio Sports Center I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by Slovakic Sausage and West. Two games left to decide the final field in the College World Series, DBU and Virginia this afternoon, and tonight, Notre Dame and Mississippi State. Winners go to Omaha. Vanderbilt, Arizona, Stanford, NC State, Tennessee, and Texas have all punched their tickets already. Two games in the NBA playoffs tonight, Game 4 in the East semifinals with the 76ers at the Hawks. Philly leads that series 2-1, tip is at 6-30. In Game 4 of the West semifinals with the Jazz at the Clippers, with the Jazz leading that series 2-1, tip at 9 o'clock. Texas Rangers and the Houston Astros both had the day off. The two teams will meet up tomorrow night at Minute Maid Park for a two-game series. The Astros have a 4-3 lead in the Silver Boot Series after each team swept their home series. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. is Matt Mosley's show alongside Stephen Simcox. We are coming to you live from Old Chicago Pizza and Tap Room, and they're having a fun opening here, and oh my gosh, right on cue uh, is the uh, Detroit-style pizza arriving. Um, and uh, Tom, help make room for this. I, I always uh, am open to making room for pizza. Oh, good, good. Okay, we've got an extra. And this appears to be the... Um, Stephen, if, if our guest arrives, you just tell me. Um, but I want to talk about this for a minute. This is the um, Rodney's joining. I mean, this is big time. I mean, the yeah. man that's just come from Grand Rapids back to Waco, and we're about to have this guest on this huge map story, Rodney, so we may have to jump in here. But tell us what you've brought out, and, uh, and, and tell us what's all happening today. This is a very exciting day for you guys. Yeah, thank you. Well, thanks. Okay. we we're sorry. We have to do a quick interview, and then I'm going to come back to you. Uh, old old uh, Chicago Pizza Tap Room. Tim Cato joins us uh, live right now. And um, Tim, I uh, I tell you, this is this is the kind of story that you know uh, I love. There's so much Schadenfreude, and there's weirdness to this thing, and this is very thoroughly reported. And uh, and I really appreciate all that's gone into this, um, Tim. Let me just ask you this. This is this is a we've been talking about it a little bit. A gambling uh, individual. He was a, he was huge in the gambling industry. Maybe actually just a sports gambler. And Mark Cuban loved his artificial intelligence, his AI stuff, his approaches, his analytics. He's brought in. And then Tim, as you tell the story today, unbeknownst to a lot of us, 
this guy started to rise and get more and more say in the in the maps. How when did you first when did this guy first get on your radar and you started th- hearing that whoa whoa this guy this guy really has Cuban's ear? Yeah, I mean, you know, he was announced as the the hire in in 2018. Uh, it's when he started showing up publicly around the team, and I've always been curious, you know, what exactly his role was with the team since then. Uh, I would say that, you know, I'm not even the only one. Like even Mavs fans would tweet me and you know, ask me in various times that I would do, you know, take questions and things like that. You know, what is up with this guy? Because there, I think there was a feeling that, you know, there probably is, you know, something more going on here. This guy is, you know, he, he was well known from, you know, his, his public promotion of himself, you know, starting with, uh, you know, starting in 2010, 2011, when he started going on podcasts and, you know, he was on Bill Simmons a lot and all this stuff. So people have always been curious and, you know, it was probably, you know, and I, I had heard for a while that, you know, the, the, certainly, you know, there's a quote in there that, you know, Mark Cuban is the most powerful person in the organization, but whoever has his ear is, is going to be second. And, you know, I, I definitely heard a yeah. lot of people say stuff like, yeah, this is the guy who Mark Cuban listens to, you know, most frequently and most often. And I think it bears out over the course of the past few seasons, you know, not even, you know, ignoring, you know, step aside from the reporting. When you look at this team, it's built in a very analytically minded way. Um, that, and it's been structured you know, around, uh, you know, around a, a, a Luka team with, with uh, you know, with spread pick and roll offenses and, and, two, and, you know, trying to find two-way players to put around him. It's all stuff that, you know, I think the analytics would show. And in some ways, I'm even, you know, sympathetic to that. I think it's probably the right way to build around the team. But as I mm-hmm. heard more and more over the course of reporting this, you know, there was other problems at play. And it, it involved the, you know, who actually held power, what was the power structure, what did it actually look like. Um, and were the players okay with this role and this influence and this person who did have a large uh, impact on the team and, as the reporting says, you know, an oversized impact uh, to the point that he was frustrating players themselves. Yeah, and, and Luca's the biggest part of this. Um, you, you don't want to disappoint him. He's going to about do the super max. I mean, he's at least uh, insinuated, but he is the future of this team. You build around him, and, boy, that anecdote you had with uh, – with him, with this guy Volgaris sitting over there with his laptop open and and across from the bench, and then giving Luca a sign that at least Luca interpreted as "Hey, calm down." Um, boy, this thing is—I mean—and again, we used to talk about Cuban. Does he get onto referees too much? That was a big story at one point. Suddenly, this guy that's kind of in the shadows, at least to most people, um, obviously got under Luca's skin. Now, for a period of time there, he stopped. It's kind of like, okay, this guy needs to stop coming to games. But, the, but, but reading your story, Tim, it seemed like he, he kept his influence. That's the part that blows me away is that he seemed to have some influence, not only the rotations, the starting lineup. And, and um, it, it's, just, it's just wild to, to hear all that. But, uh, and it sounds like from your reporting, that there's immense frustration among the front office with how with how high this guy has risen. Right, right, right. I think I think that's all a fair way to to put it. Um, you know, when you get Luca mad at you, um, you know, and you know, I, I describe and you know, if if you if you believe what uh, Volgara said, then you know it was a miscommunication. But the reality is that Luca didn't like this person. Well, you know, it, it was it was not because of that incident. It, it didn't start with that incident, and it wasn't, 
you know, it was something that was later bared out with uh, with another incident, you know, and that, that's the last game that, that, you know, Bob attended physically with the team. Um, you can even see the fact that he was, you know, not sitting next to Cuban, not, you know, not around the, the, the bench, not in his usual courtside seat around half court. Um, you know, he wasn't physically with the team after, after the second incident where he leaves the court early. And Luca believes that, you know, that's him quitting on a, on a team that was losing. But, you know, the game certainly hadn't been lost at that point. Um, so, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, like it, it's a relationship business. And when Luka Doncic is the star that he is, the, the superstar, you know, he is the most important player and, you know, person in the franchise. That's how the NBA works. It's not a Luka-specific thing. That is how the NBA works uh, at this level. And you have to build relationships that, you know, are – are beneficial or, you know, there is danger of, of something like this happening. And so, you know, as I, as I think about the reporting and, and, you know, what, what the piece says and everything I've heard, you know, I like, that's, that's what I keep coming back to is that, you know, it's no surprise that, you know, what, whatever, you know, whatever turned Luca off about, uh, you know, Bob, uh, the, this, this guy in the story, um, you know, you know, whatever, whatever influences or factors went into that, you know, it, it's always going to be a problem. That's going to be a problem. And, and clearly, clearly as, as the reporting in the story shows, it, it has been a problem. All right. And, um, this Tim Cato and Sam Amick, uh, wrote the story for the athletic and just some, uh, incredible detail in this. And, uh, this kind of has it all. Now, Mark has in this, I, I know this doesn't shock you because Mark sometimes will, whether or not something's, you know, he, he reacts to the media, and he's very sometimes unvarnished. Um, and he, he came out and tweeted, you know, basically this is BS, and he actually said the BS. Um, are, are, I mean, like, Tim, as a writer, is that almost kind of like what you expected from Mark, just to immediately try to just shoot this down? Um, because, I mean, I, all these people you talk to, you put together an amazing narrative here, but Mark's try. it sounds like Mark's strategy is going to be, this is just all wrong and just shoot the whole thing down. How do you, as the guy who put a lot of these details together, how do you respond to even his response? Right, right. I mean, I haven't responded at all. Um, I, you know, I stand by the story and, and what's, what's on there. I had no clue specifically how I, I thought that the people involved would react. Um, and honestly, I, I try not to think about it to an excessive degree. Um, you know, I didn't write the story wanting an outcome. I'm not a player in, in, in the story, of course. Um, I'm just the person, you know, who a lot of people trusted with information and thoughts and feelings about how things were going on and, you know, trusted to disseminate the information in a way that was, was as correct as possible. Um, so, you know, that's how I, how I try to use things, you know, you know, the funny thing, and, you know, you know, as, as much as I'm not trying to, you know, predict or, or lead this to being, you know, I'm not dumb. I also knew how this would come, uh, you know, to be portrayed. I knew that the heat would fall on Bob. He is the primary factor in the story. I don't personally have dislike Bob. I think that, you know, I think that me and him probably have a fairly similar way of viewing the sport, um, viewing how basketball and analytics you know, are, are, you know, how they're good at shaping what the, the direction of the modern, modern NBA is going. Um, but yeah, when, when, when you, you know, when, when a person like this, you know, it alienates a, a star player and, you know, frustrates others with the locker room when, when they view him as a person behind the coach and some of the decisions the coach makes that players are frustrated that the coach is making, um, you know, all this stuff 
it, you know, leads to, to strife and turmoil and, you know, just a, a haphazard way of, of running the franchise. And, you know, it does, it does come back to the front office to some level um, is, is the one being most indicted, you know, even from the, even from the first round playoff loss, the Mavericks just went through, you know, if, if your star player can do 46 points and, and 14 assists in the game seven, and you're not even close in the final minute, that is an indictment on the front office. And it's an indictment on, you know, those who are in positions of power. So, you know, we don't really talk about Donnie in the story. You know, Donnie Nelson, the, the longtime GM, I wouldn't say that this story is complimentary about him either. Um, you know, even if even if it's not necessarily the person I have, have details on. I, I, think it's a, it's, I think it's an indictment um, on everyone in the front office, the way it operated. And, and ultimately, it's, you know, I, I think that the, if there was one, you know, reason why a lot of, you know, the, the fears internally and, and that people have around the league is that, you know, this Luka era, this Luka moment, um, a special moment for any franchise to, to be in the midst of, you know, nobody wants to look back in five years and say, oh, we messed this up. We, we screwed this up and, you know, we can't change it now. And so I think, I think yeah. to me, that's, that's the driving takeaway of the story. I, you know, in, as much as you may like Bob, and, he, and again, he's probably a, a, a brilliant guy, but he's not any level, he, you know, Luca, if Luca can't stand this guy, and this has become some sort of thing, as it appears it has. They just got to get rid of him. And, and as you said, the story, his deal is up, and so that might be happening. Now, I want to, uh, Tim. I know you need to get going, so I, I, um, I want to, I want to let you do that. I, I just, this is fascinating to me. And you and I both know Carlisle pretty well. And I'm just wondering. Last thing I have, real quick. Does Carlisle is how in the world would would Rick, knowing how prickly he can be, can you imagine? somebody all of a sudden having input like this in Rick's lineups? Do you think Rick just is so good at taking orders from Cuban, he just went with it? Because he doesn't strike me. I don't know. You said in the article somebody uh, called him an adaptable MF-er. Um, I, I That, to me, is a crazy part of the story, that Rick, Rick would be open to letting someone kind of dictate the lineup. Right. Yeah, uh, just very briefly going back, I, I would say I, I don't dislike Bob. I, I don't really have a relationship with him. I, you know, it's you know, it's just there's there's no there's no part of you know my relationship towards him that I you know I feel one way or the other. Um, it, it's just a matter of like yeah. you know, it's, it's a guy I think I I I I probably share opinions with, but but yes, I agree with your overall assessment. As for Rick, you know, I think it goes back to Luca, and you know, if if there, there is there is an absolutely a perception, and I, we reported on it it's in the story. That Luca, um, you know, has tuned Rick out to a degree, and Rick gets it. You know, like like you said, like you quoted, you know, he's adaptable. And if this is the way that he felt he had to adapt to the powers that be at the at the, you know, just the way that this franchise was operating, I don't doubt that you know he was someone who was you know understood and then implemented you know those changes he felt he had to make. So he he felt he had to make. So I, I think I think you're right to highlight that it's you know it's not quite the Carlisle that you know we've known uh, over the past decade, um, but you know it is it is a person who you know has always been good at adapting and, and I think that's kind of the, the takeaway I have for for that part of the the story as we focus on Rick himself. All right, Tim. Hey, great job on the story, and uh, I really appreciate you coming on with us. For sure. Thanks for having me. There he goes, Tim Cato, uh, the athletic, and uh, this story. In fact, I was listening. Um, 
boys, been listening today in all the national shows, both the ESPN, Fox, and others uh, have really been diving into this. A weird, weird story. We'll react to what we just heard, and they get you caught up. We've been loving this college baseball. Uh, I'm a little bummed out about some of the news, but, hey, the Longhorns, we've got a lot of Longhorn listeners out there. We'll get you caught up. Time to celebrate for the Longhorns as they're headed back to their old home away from home, Omaha. It's all next from Old Chicago Pizza Tap Room. Matt Mosley Show, Stephen Simcox, ESPN Central Texas. Recently on Game Time, we're joined now by the national champion head coach, Mitch Thompson. Having played in the championship game in 15, we were on the doorstep. In 17, we had a great club, and we've been pretty consistent. I think we've been able to put together a really good program with really good coaches and players every year. And You know, I'm sitting here staring at the trophy in my office right now, and it's, it's making me smile, but it makes me want to go back and get another one. Game Time, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Come join us. Helmet Aerospace, situated in Waco for 48 years and now hiring for several positions. Helmet produces fasteners for industrial applications such as transportation, renewable energy, and automotive. Helmet Aerospace is looking for production technicians, quality engineers, machining techs, maintenance electricians, and more. Most positions require a mechanical aptitude or background, and all jobs require a high school diploma or GED. Helmet Aerospace offers a complete benefits package from day one. Go to helmet.com slash join us. Search Waco for a complete listing. All right, I want to talk to you about Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat. And this is a lot of exciting things going on. Uh, Ram Spotlight Days. Ram's three-peat motor trend truck of the year, back-to-back-to-back. Top safety pick for trucks named in 2021. Comfort level, I always ask people about those Rams. They say the comfort level really sets it apart. And, um, and of course, man, I drive that Grand Cherokee, love it. Been driving it for a good while now. About ready to get into one of those 2021s. Uh, but uh, but those are great quality vehicles. Uh, Jeep Jeep brands have been around. And I want to say the Jeep Freedom Days is going on right now. See the most decorated SUVs available. Jeep built tough as nails, able to stand up any challenging off-road trails. Let me give you a couple of these deals. The Latitude, the Renegade Latitude, values up to $3,750 or 1.9% for 72 months plus $500 cash. Or the new 2021 Jeep Gladiator Overland with values of $1,500 or 3.9% for 72 months. Innovative technology to meet your lifestyle. All right, get out there to Alan Samuels, 201 West Loop 340, just down from Highway 84. Your friend in the car business. In the market for a quality metal building? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel and Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at PioneerBoys.com. It's okay to say group on the radio. It's not a bad word. In fact, at Globe Life Field, group is a good word. This year, the Texas Rangers' new ballpark offers a safe place for you and your group to watch a game together. There are new group spaces and new group ticket prices start with just 10 guests. Don't be ashamed. Groups are good. Let us help you find the best space and deal for your group at 972rangers or texasrangers.com. 
Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, Diamore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. Diamore Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. Have you heard about the new quesadilla? That's right, quesadilla. Their hottest new food in the country and way cool tacos and tamales at Union Hall is the place to get them. Delicious, savory braised beef on a bed of cheese and corn tortilla. Grilled crispy with onions and cilantro and served with a consomme dipping sauce. Way cool tacos in Union Hall, handcrafted with love and inspired by their family's generations of Tex-Mex recipes. Located in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue in Waco. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by Slovakic Sausage and West. Two games left to decide the final field in the College World Series: DBU and Virginia this afternoon, and tonight Notre Dame and Mississippi State. Winners go to Omaha, Vanderbilt, Arizona, Stanford, NC State, Tennessee, and Texas have all punched their tickets already. Two games in the NBA playoffs tonight: Game Four in the East semifinals with the 76ers at the Hawks. Philly leads that series 2-1, tip is at 6-30. In Game 4 of the West semifinals with the Jazz at the Clippers, with the Jazz leading that series 2-1, tip at 9 o'clock. Texas Rangers and the Houston Astros both had the day off. The two teams will meet up tomorrow night at Minute Maid Park for a two-game series. The Astros have a 4-3 lead in the Silver Boot Series after each team swept their home series. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show presented by Central National Bank. Here's Matt Mosley. And we are coming to you from the old Chicago pizza and tap room. And... 330B is the exit I take. This uh, Waco Marketplace out here, uh, Central Marketplace, and it's a uh, it's just an incredible place. Um, I, I, one thing, Barfield and I right now are uh, sampling some of the fare here, and um, the Detroit style. You know, it, you you think you would come to an old Chicago and maybe go with some of the Chicago. I was drawn to the deep Detroit style deep dish, and Tom, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I think, I think you're actually my boss. I, I think I mentioned to you, I'm actually going to Chicago tomorrow, so this will be a pretty full uh, uh, pizza week for the Mosleys. I mean, I'm, I'm starting out the right way. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if I'm you, I'm changing that route to Detroit, and I'm gonna go have some more of that Detroit pizza. That was really, really good. That's that's buttery, crispy crust, all all it corner is. All corner pieces with each pie. Okay, I like a good corner piece. Hey, Stephen, what I'm going to do is, um, Tom is a little averse to anything that has like uh, 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 lettuce on it. Uh, see, it seems so. We've got a beautiful kind of a pesto look that I've been, uh, and I'm going to bring that for you, Stephen. Are you have you expanded your palate? Can you do if I bring you some nice, you know? Some nice um, leaves on your uh, on your pizza. Will you be okay with that? 
Leaves on the pizza. Yeah, I think I can handle that. We don't do that too much in McGregor, but I appreciate that old Chicago is, is branching <laughs> out that way. And that's one of the great things about that place is you can get a lot of different kinds of pizza, uh, wings, all kinds of good fare there. All right, and uh, remember, if you come by, you can do this pizza for life deal they have going. All you got to do is come out here, do a selfie with the pizza, and then uh, and then we got we got a couple things that uh, basically you do some hashtags and some Twitter stuff. When you come out here, it's uh, look it up on Old Chicago Facebook, and then also hashtag Old Chicago Waco, and then if you're at Twitter, you do it at Old Chicago. Uh, Tom, I think, is a real big Instagram guy. Yeah, that's so. me. That's me. And, and let me let me add this to oh, you. Okay. If, if, when you come by, we've got a registration box here, and you can register to win a uh, large pizza or a $25 gift certificate from Old Chicago Pizza and Taproom. And we will give that away when we wrap up our broadcast at 6 o'clock this evening. Yeah. you got Okay. And, again, we mentioned at the um, – at the Central Texas Marketplace, there's a there's a dessert place across the way over there, uh, Tom. So I'm going to make my way over there and get a bunt cake on the way out. I think it's going to be a it's going to be a big day. Uh, always great, man. Just being in Central Texas and doing our thing. Um, we're going to talk to uh, actually one of the one of the head honchos here at uh, Old Chicago uh, here in a little bit. But uh, boy, just to bring you up to date and uh, some bad news earlier. Um, Dallas Baptist was beaten. They had a 2-1 lead into the seventh inning, and then they gave up a grand slam. And it just to be that close, and that would have been their first trip to Omaha, that's really become one of the great programs in the country, very consistent, a top 25 type program year after year, and they just have not been able uh, to break through. You know, the game they're showing right now, is, is a game, it, we already know kind of what's happened with, with Vanderbilt. I, I would say, uh, and you can watch, these TVs are beautiful. Mm-hmm. I would say, I count, I don't know, I'm going to estimate 15 to 20 TVs uh, out here, flat screen variety, and a really cool looking bar. And, and then I, they wanted me to emphasize as well, five different local Waco beers on tap. Waco L, some people know that brewery. That's a really cool place, and they've got some um, some uh, an unbelievable beer from uh, from from Waco L. And uh, I, this this is, I'm looking over there right now, and there's a lot you can do here. You can eat, and then the tap room part of that becomes a big part of it. Just a cool place, and you see uh, Barfield over. There's the, there's some like garage windows that when the weather's nice they can throw up those windows and we can kind of turn this into an indoor outdoor have facility. You, have you been here when that's going on? It is fun. Good. It is yeah. a lot of fun. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I, uh, I I plan to I plan to uh, to be here a lot. Now uh, to reset a little bit, it is mostly Simcox, Barfield hopping on out here today, and uh, we've got some pizza in front of us, enjoying ourselves out here. And Stephen is uh, well. You you've done some great work on on college baseball. Last night, uh, after a four hour dance recital, and by the way, my daughter is she is so awesome to watch her that I know this sounds crazy, but a four hour dance recital actually went by quickly. As long as your daughter is in like almost every other dance, then it then you can really get engaged in that thing. But later, I needed to go check on the Longhorns, and when I checked in, they had a nice. Uh, sizable 8-4 lead of South Florida. 
I thought South Florida fought back in that first game, showed a lot of metal. But, um, that Stephen, there's one kid I wanted to talk to you about. I love some of these prospects. First of all, Bobby Witt has a kid on this uh, on this Texas team. And then this Ty Madden. Um, and, and Barfield's actually over the years done a lot of Texas baseball, so he, he knows that. He and Craig Way are big buddies. Uh, and Craig's a friend of mine as well. Um, that This Texas team is pretty stacked. And when Madden, when, they, when the pitching's there, I mean, and that, that atmosphere was great out at Dish. I mean, I, 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 I got to say, one of my things, Stephen, and I, I think you would agree with this, the Tennessee crowd, the Texas crowd, the Starkville crowd, I mean, the only letdown, Columbia was a neutral site and nobody was there. That was the only kind of letdown site. But college baseball is is one of the most engaging, exciting things out there. And the biggest shock of the entire weekend was Arkansas going down. And Barfield and I were talking about it. We've got that is one of, I mean, in the past 10 years, that's got to be one of the biggest upsets we have seen, especially with a team that stacked and with that monster of a pitcher. No, you're right. He is, uh, they've been amazing all year long. I mean, as I said earlier, they didn't lose a weekend series this year, which is incredible. They blew through the SEC, which is the toughest conference in the nation. Um, so to see NC State go in there and get it done, when they lost the first game 21-2, to they got outscored in that series by 17 runs, but they won the last two games, both in one-run fashion, uh, to finish off the Hogs and send them home, which was incredible. Texas is very good. They got a favorable draw with USF, but they took care of business. Ty Madden, their ace is great, and I think, Matt, he actually rebounded a little bit this weekend. I felt like he went out in that Tech game with the blister, and since then he had been okay but not like the time madden that we saw early in the year uh but he hit 99 at one point in that start against the bulls like he was dealing uh he was really good they actually had to walk it off because usf hit a a home run late in that game but that texas team you got madden uh tristan stevens was great yesterday pete hansen their freshman coming back from injury has been fantastic and then colby klubacek is another guy uh, who was their third starter for a lot of the year while Hanson was out. So he's that's another arm you could potentially throw. And in the College World Series, you have to that's, – that's really the key. I mean, Tennessee has a great lineup. Um, you know, I know Mississippi State and Notre Dame, they're playing tonight. Both those teams can really mash. But Texas, with the pitchers, with the guys on defense like Trey Faltini, and, I mean, they can also hit the ball as well. But Vandy in Texas, Vandy has Kumar Rocker and then Jack Leiter – and, and Rocker's been a little bit up and down this year, but let me tell you, in the postseason, I saw this after his start against East Carolina in the Super Regionals. Kumar Rocker, his career in the postseason, 7-1, 51 innings pitched, uh, 72 strikeouts, and a 1.59 ERA. So he has been his best when the pressure's on and the lights are on. So Rocker and Leiter is that one-two punch, and then UT with their three or four guys that can give you six or seven innings on a given night and a back end of the bullpen that's kind of round into form as the season goes on. That, those are the two teams that I think are set up the best to win a national title uh, and in shocking fashion that Arkansas went out because they were the team that looked the most complete during the season. Not sure exactly what happened, but the lineup sort of fell off in that NC State series. And for whatever reason, Kevin Copps, just became the only arm that Dave Van Horn trusted in, in those big situations late in the season. You know, that's where it becomes an extension. You know, in high school sometimes, and there's horrible cases of coaches, I always go back to Kerry Wood, you know, they ride one pitcher. 
you're, you you see in college baseball sometime that you're right to to talk about that trust and and obviously they manage those guys a lot better and they try not to go crazy on their arms but there's also something that I'm seeing leaking down from the major leagues and that is there's some overmanaging at times that I've seen in college baseball and and over the weekend we saw some instances of pitchers really really going well and and then and then that that feeling of well, we got to get this is when we usually bring our guy in we got to stay on schedule and there's a reluctance sometimes just to ride a guy if he's going great guns and we saw a little bit of that. That DBU pitcher the other night uh, was really rolling and got into the seventh inning. And um, I, it's just the college. Here's why I'm having more fun with college baseball right now than Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball has become the home to a ton of no hitters. People are striking out a million times with the with the aluminum bats. Um, with you know, the pitching's great on on some ends, but when you have to get deep into the bullpens, you just see more scoring. And so I can turn on a game in about the seventh or eighth inning, and I look up and I go, whoa, Mississippi State and Notre Dame are in an 8-8 game. Well, that's that's what I want to do the rest of the evening. I want to watch an 8-8 game. You know, I don't want to watch somebody get two hit, you know, throughout a game. So, um, you know, college baseball is getting bigger and bigger. And when you see some of these salaries out there, Tom, um, I, I would say that, boy, Schlossnagel and some of these guys, th- this has, this is a sign that the ratings are bigger. And, and, and I think in time, maybe they'll do some things with scholarships and everything. But I, I think college baseball, uh, and I, maybe part of it's our yearning and we're excited to see fans again. But it's as hot as ever. It is. You know, I, I will go back, and, and you guys can remember the hockey strike several years ago. I thought I thought college baseball would be the thing that ESPN would plug into that that segment. Okay, so hockey is, is on strike. They're not playing. Let's get college baseball on, on, on national television. We just, we just don't see enough national telecasts. For, for my liking. We see some regional telecasts and we see some of the ESPN Plus type things, but you just don't see that feature national game, you know, in that, and until that, that happens, I, I, I just don't see it taking off like we know it. It's a great game. I mean, it is. I love college baseball. You guys know that. It's a great game and it's fun to go to and it's fun to watch, but until you, until it can catch on with Joe Public, yeah. it's it, it's 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 you know it's until you yeah. you get to June, you don't even hear about it. I had this thought the other day. I think in the SEC that, that if you polled fans and you said you could have basketball season tickets or baseball season tickets, other than Kentucky and maybe Florida, every I mean almost yeah. everybody would choose baseball season tickets. And and again, that's SEC. Big 12, yeah, I don't know. Not don't so know. much. Yeah, not so yeah, much. I mean, not. there's a couple of places. I mean, th- they draw huge in, in, in Austin. Uh, just I don't care who they play. But you mentioned Mississippi State. If you've never been to a series in, in Starkville or Stark Vegas, if you will, you got to go. It, it's it's an unbelievable scene. It's an unbelievable setting. Baton Rouge, the same way. I, I've done games throughout the SEC. 
it is an unbelievable event when you go to Georgia, when you go to when you go to Ole Miss, when you go to to Starkville. Yeah. It's it's LSU. I mean, it's unbelievable. I, I can't NC State what they did. I cannot get over it. Nope. It's unbelievable what they accomplished. Okay, game time. Game time is mm-hmm. is coming up in. Uh, Tom, since we're right here together, what 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 can we look forward to? I know you got a big time uh, coach coming on. Yeah, we're going to talk. Well, we're we're going to lead off a little later on in the program. We're going to talk to Brad Shelton, the uh, athletic director over at Midway, and uh, talk about the, the hiring of of Shane Anderson and, and what went into that process to uh, to select Shane. And we'll do that at four thirty. We've uh, we've got speaking of, we got Shane Anderson coming up at five today. And uh, you mentioned Craig Way. Craig will join us at uh, 5:15 today to talk about what is it—the 853rd trip to to Omaha for the for the Longhorns. I think it is what the 37th, Stephen. Correct for uh, for Texas to go to Omaha, and we'll talk about that trip, and we'll uh, we'll visit with Craig about that. So we got a lot of stuff going on. We'll continue talking about uh, this cool grand opening or re-grand opening, if you will, of Old Chicago Pizza and Tap Room. So we got a lot of stuff coming up here this afternoon between four and six. All right, come out and see us we'll be hanging out here and uh, they've been very gracious to us great host old chicago pizza in tap room it is the matt mosley show with stephen simcox game time with tom barfield coming up next